Greetings, listeners in Listenerland. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, government, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We originate from the Gateway City and connect to what's going on regionally, nationally, and internationally. We try to help the world return to areas around the metropolitan St. Louis area that if they want to take a staycation, they can take a staycation. Oh, boy. And you can do this on a weekend. You can do this uh, maybe if you have time off during the week. But you can actually don't have to travel very far to get to places that are very historic. And one of those places is Main Street in St. Charles, Missouri. Mm. And Valerie Battle Kinzel is on the phone with us. Valerie, welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. Thank you for having me. You previously were on when we talked about the Garment District book that you wrote about Washington Avenue. What a wonderful book. And that, that is just like a treasure trove. And this one when I got a hold of this one, it was like, you know, I'm familiar with Main Street St. Charles, but I had no clue about all of this. You did tremendous amount of research. How long did it take you to get this book together? Well, I live in St. Charles County, and I've lived out there for almost 40 years, so it's uh, been a lifelong interest, I guess. Uh, putting the book together was about five or six months, but um, I, I'm one of those history nerd people. I'm always questioning and so I, I wandered around St. Charles. I've been doing that and watched its progress from sort of uh, a tired little town to what it is today, which is historic and it's history happening. And it's also alive and vibrant with uh, clubs and shops and such. So uh, it's, it's just been sort of a progression. I've just watched it. I love to walk. So why not do a book, a walking tour book that pulls in, a little exercise, and a little brain exercise as well. So when you talk about a walking tour book, describe how many walks are in here and what people will see. And if they do this, they really need to take the book. They just don't need to walk up and down Main Street and St. Charles. They need the book to do this. Well, uh, the, the book would help tell the backstory of a lot of the buildings and the places in the street. The, uh, the book has four Walks, North Main Street Loop, South Main Street Loop, Riverfront Loop, uh, down by the Lewis and Clark Boathouse and down by the Missouri River, and then a small Frenchtown Loop. And there's a couple of little side, little side trips, um, if you will, within those four walks. And uh, the walks are relatively short. Somebody asked me, well, can you do it all in one day? Yes, the answer is yes. If you are accustomed to walking and um, you don't want to spend a lot of time uh, gawking or, or reading, yeah, you can walk it all. But um, personally, I like doing just one area at a time and soaking up the ambiance and reading about the history and just uh, trying to figure out how it relates to what we do and how we live today in St. Charles. And one of the things that jumped out of the book for me was you traced the origins of uh, particular buildings, their ownership, and then how Mm -hmm. that was passed down, what the buildings were built uh, for what kind of 
I guess, occupation or what kind of business at the time, and then what it is now, if, if, especially if the building is still current, you have pictures. Otherwise, you have pictures from the uh, historical society. Yes, yes, and we did not cover each and every single building in these four walks, but they're the ones that I personally thought had really interesting backstories, interesting histories, and um, uh, the houses, the, the first residential part, the first part of St. Charles developed in what is now considered South Main Street. And if you look at those buildings, you can see they were a lot of residences, brick, and then um, as the city developed, it moved to what is considered now North Main Street. And these were more house stores where the residences were on the upper levels and the stores, fronts, were on the ground level. And it was usually the families of those who owned the businesses that lived above the storefronts. Is is the first state capitol building still standing? I... Yes, yes, it is. Huh. Um, it is. It is in the 200 block of South Main, and um, it is open to visitors. It's part of the um, Missouri uh, Natural Department of Natural Resources. Mm. They do have tours. It has been redone and authenticated, but it really has an interesting story why St. Charles was the state capitol for five years. Wow. I'd like to hear and What is that story? Yeah, I'd like to hear that story sometime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, well, after the um, uh, Louisiana Purchase in 1803 happened, and President Thomas Jefferson sent Lewis and Clark on their expedition up the Missouri River. Uh, there was interest in deciding on a state capital. At that time, the Missouri River was, if you will, the expressway of the 19th century. And so they wanted to build the state capital and locate it near the river. So Jefferson City was built in the state of Missouri. A lot of people don't know this. It was built specifically for and to be the state capital. But in the interim, from 1821 to 1826, there was a need for a city that was also on the river that was a larger, you know, up-and-happening type city. And so St. Charles filled that need until Jefferson City and the state capital could be officially relocated to Jefferson City. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it the, the river's... We, we either embrace the rivers or we shun the rivers, it seems like. Right, right. And, and several cities along the Missouri, and, I, and I, I think a lot about Washington, Missouri, because you can get right up to the river there. Yeah. Uh, but some cities you can't uh, that are along the River Herman, which sits more on a bluff. Oh, right. uh, Jeff City's kind of on a bluff a little right, bit. Uh, right, right. You can't get right. You know, St. Charles is right there on the river. Mm-hmm. Nice. You can get right up to the river, especially with the park there. Right. Uh, and the Katy Trail. I I was, you know, having lived in St. Charles County for a while also myself, really? was always enthralled a little bit with Frenchtown. And actually, I kind of enjoyed Frenchtown. One reason, there was a lot of antique stores up there and loved to go to antique stores. And, and you do a little, part of your tour goes up there in Frenchtown, correct? Yes, it does. It goes from what is considered Clark and 2nd Street all the way down to Bayard and then back, and there is a lot of building and redevelopment going on in Frenchtown. There's a lot of exciting, there's new uh, bars and restaurants and coffee shop 
and um, it's like it was revitalizing. Well, now it's really revitalizing even more, and uh, it's just some fascinating history uh, there. It, at the time, Frenchtown was established. Really, most of the people that lived in that little area worked for ACF, American Car Foundry, which today is the building where the St. Charles Foundry Arts Center is located. And uh, so many of those people, the workers lived in Frenchtown. Many, most of them were Germans, actually, even though it was called Frenchtown. And they would walk to work. Apparently, there was a whistle that would go off around noon hour and signaled lunchtime. People would walk home for lunch and then come back to finish their workday. You know, that seems to be, you know, St. Charles very similar in what I would call ethnic background. You had French, you had Germans, and congregating together, which also brought about a variety of architectural styles and uh, architects who who designed and people who built the buildings. There are a, a wide variety of architectural styles uh, on Main Street, correct? Yes, I counted about 15, Just uh, and I am no architect. I don't have the background, but I did just a little bit of research, and everything from examples of federal to Queen Anne to folk Victorian to Tudor to mid-century modern and craftsmen. So, and all the, all the different styles in between. So there's really no standards. So I'm one of those people when I do these walks, I tend to look up and I look at the, the core bells and the, the roof structure and the windows and the porches and that kind of thing. And um, I just would encourage people who do buy this book and do want to take a walk, uh, just don't just look down. Uh, yes, you do need to be conscious that the cobblestones can be a little uneven, so you do kind of need to watch your step. But also to just look at the, the ornate details. They just don't make buildings and houses with that much of artistic detail anymore. It's just, to me, it's really fascinating. You are really right, and you can identify it. Like, if you've been down to New Orleans and you see that style, or you've been to different places where uh, Charleston has some uh, kind of French influence and that New Orleans look with the balconies, St. Charles has some areas like that, too. And, and it's just fascinating how, you know, people brought what they knew and and built it there. I was kind of amazed a little bit at the the old what I'm going to call the JC Penney building and yeah. what can you describe a little bit about what that was and I know sometimes buildings were knocked down and then some buildings were replaced or even some buildings had their fronts recovered with different kinds of uh, architectural materials to bring it up to, my words, up to the current style. A lot of that happened in mid-century, but what was that building prior to it being a J.C. Penney? It was a storefront, um, a retail storefront, and then uh, many people of my generation who grew up like in the, the 40s, 50s, and 60s remember J.C. Penney as being the place where you would go to purchase your school clothes, you know, new shoes and getting ready to go back to school. And from what I understand, it's going to be this fabulous history of the soft drink industry. It's a museum that's going in there now, and uh, it will be open sometime next year in 2023. So it's just some of the buildings, they, um, 
were built in the 19th century. They may have had fronts that were removed and replaced with more modern fronts. Um, some of them, I've talked to people who have shops in some of the buildings, and they are forever fascinated by, they'll, they'll go to take out a wall and they'll find a hidden fireplace that they didn't know was there, or a hidden closet that they had no idea because as the years progressed and different people moved in, they adapted the houses to fulfill their needs or the buildings to fulfill their retail needs. And that that is the main story, particularly on North Main Street, of what you find. It, it just depended on what retail operation, what person was operating in there at the time. At one time, obviously, before automobiles, there were many harness makers and uh, people who, uh, blacksmiths, people who made different things accoutrements that would go with horses and wagons and things such as that. Yeah, you brought out several things in the book that I I may have known a little bit about, but that especially like the building that housed um, where they made railroad cars, I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh And then I remember just being down on Main Street and seeing the old police station building. That thing looked like a bomb shelter. And it was, it's just the coolest kind of looking building. And is that still there? No, that, uh, that particular building, that, that jail, uh, was torn down. The research I found at one time that, um, actually had a gallows in the back and there were four people during its history that were hung from the gallows, the last one being in the 1930s. And when I first moved to St. Charles, that building was being used in October as a haunted house. It also had the nickname Dante's Hell. Wow. So your imagination carried from there. But uh, no, that building no longer exists. Is that the one that had like a, an antique store paper place in the, in the basement? Or am I thinking of no, something? No, that's a- that's a different store. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And at one time, part of the police department was located in what is now 101 South Main Street, which is the St. Charles County Historical Society building. And uh, during Festival of the Little Hills, I had a woman who come came to me and said, um, my dad was a policeman, and there were four of us kids. He took us all down there as teenagers, and he showed us that they had shackles attached to the walls, and that's where they would hold people who perhaps had had too much to drink until they could process them. And so he put his four children in these shackles and said, if you don't behave, uh, this is what happens uh, to you. Oh, that's terrible. You can't make this stuff up. No, no thank goodness. <laughs> it's like... I always thought, as as the street was pronounced, Boone Slick, it's actually Boone's Lick. It's oh, not Boone yes. Slick, it's Boone's Lick Road. Is that right? And did that have to do with, like, salt or anything like okay. that? Okay. Uh, the backstory on that is Daniel Boone and his family settled close to St. Charles, and um, if you know, like, down the Defiance area. And they ended up, they made a trail that went, through Cottleville and on to central Missouri. And yes, there were salt mines. They they had a very successful salt business. Salt, if uh, you know much about preservation of foods, it was right. really an important thing, especially for meats uh, during the uh, you know the early years before refrigeration. 
So they had a very successful salt mine. Their trail that went to Cottleville and on to central Missouri eventually went across the state of Missouri, and it was called Boone's Lick Road, and a salt lick, that's what it refers to, and it eventually connected to what became the Santa Fe Trail and the Oregon Trail. So this was a really important artery, if you will, on the westward expansion in the United States in the 19th century. You also talk about the place where Lewis and Clark landed to get some supplies. I thought that was that was pretty fascinating. I didn't know this, that the uh, Louis Blanchette was the French-Canadian hunter who established the settlement. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Also, he and other settlers called it Les Petites Côtes the Little Hills, and I always wondered, well, where did the Festival festival of the Little Hills come from? And then Spanish rule, it was called San, I'm not, uh, San Carlos de la Pequenas, I guess that's Guestas? Yes. St. Charles of the Little Hills? I don't speak Spanish. I don't either. (laughs) I I found that so fascinating. It's like, okay, now it all makes sense. You know, why, names have, you know, specific people or some origins that have some historic value, and you you brought that out in the introduction, which to me set the whole stage for what I was going to experience with the rest of the book. And I thank you for that. That was, that was fascinating. Well, you're welcome. Uh, But I think a lot of people don't realize how really important St. Charles has been and continues to be to the state of Missouri and also to history. It's had a really interesting place in history, but I think to save time to look at how, it has been redeveloped and has been revitalized. And by the late 1960s, early 70s, it apparently was looking pretty shabby. There were uh, walls that were leaning. There were crumbling chimneys and uh, wooden windows that had rotted out. I talked to one lady at the festival of the Little Hills. She lived down there in the early 70s, and she said she paid $35 a month to live on North Main Street in a place that had no electricity, and no running water. But she was young, and $35 was affordable for her, so she did what she had to do. So it's come a long way. What you see now, which St. Charles, the Main Street area, has been called the Williamsburg of the West um, because it has been so carefully and wonderfully uh, revitalized. But you have to remember, it it went through a down period, and now it's back up. And you also, I'm going to tease the audience because, folks, you need to check out her history of, of how she, that she wrote this. It was fascinating. How did people get from St. Louis County across the Missouri River oh, yeah. to St. Charles County? And you can speculate, but there are some very interesting stories and what I'm going to call methodologies mm-hmm. that she reveals in the book that I'm just going to leave that for you because if you want to find the answer to that... Wait, wait, you mean the the Highway 70 bridge wasn't there? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no. Not, not at that point. <laughs> okay, okay. Main Street, a St. Charles, Missouri, a walkthrough history by Valerie Battle Kinzel, and it's available through Reedy Press, and you're going to be doing a book signing on September 17th from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock out there on Main Street, correct? Yes at Main Street Books, which has a whole story itself. uh, It's one of the older buildings on South Main Street and uh, really has a a storied history, and it's it's great. Uh, One of the 
the jewels of independent bookstores in the St. Louis area. And so it's uh, one to three, and I encourage anybody to come down, and um, I'll be there, and we can talk about different interesting things that have to do with Main Street or whatever. Um, But um, it, it, it should be a good time. So that's Saturday, September 17th from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock, Main Street Books, 307 South Main Street in St. Charles, Missouri. Valerie, thanks very much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you so much. And uh, if you uh, are inclined to take a walk, uh, put your shoes on and come on out to St. Charles. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. We will do that. Thanks, Valerie. Okay. Thanks, thank Valerie. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. So that book, folks, again, is called Main Street, St. Charles, Missouri, A Walk Through History by Valerie Battle Kinzel.